Welcome to Herman Legend with your hosts, Smartwatch, Neil and Chris, and Oz. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Urbane Legends, the internet's biggest urban legends podcast by mass and not popularity. I am an importer of flatback furniture from North Korea, Chris Flynn, and with me is a creature known in our local pagan beliefs as the bringer of spring. It is Mr. Neil Herbert. Hi, Neil. How are you doing? How's your week been? Okay, actually, yeah. Yeah, I've been, you know, well, bringing spring mostly. Yeah? How, so, Finally, so, weather's picking up, isn't it? Yeah. So um, how, how'd you get into that kind of work? <laughs> well, you know... Advert in the paper? Yeah, you know, it's all, you know, one sort of weird local nature deity wanted. Yeah. Pay rubbish. Yeah. Yeah. But um, as many... Yeah. Chocolate eggs, chicken eat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, what kind of because I, from what I understand, spring moves north at thirteen miles a day. So, does that mean that you're on the road a lot at the start of spring, or is, or do you just look after the local one and then give the give I don't know Surrey's uh, deity, who I believe is called um, Bob Windmill. Uh, do you give him a shout and then he kicks off then? Yeah, it's kind of more of a franchise operation. Oh, so okay, you just, yeah, nice. you just kind of like to take care of the local business. So, you know, what, it's like, you know, piece work, you just kind of do it, you know, when, when, yeah. it's, when it's there and ready. You get, do you have like a call tree? <laughs> right, it's my turn now. Okay. Yeah, quite restrictive call scripts and things that you have to follow. You know? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay, nice. Good this, pro- not, not, sure, not sure why there's a call centre in this. Like, well, in, in case the daffodils are questioning well, yeah. when to bloom, I guess. Well, I mean, it's a constant problem. It's like, oh, should we Daffodils are yeah, officious. Go, I wouldn't recommend that you're probably going to die in the first frost. And then I went, that's fine, we'll come out anyway. Well, see well, what comes of it. on your head, be it. Yeah. Do you think, uh, is it just daffodils that you get a lot of um, pushback from? <laughs> I mean, any, yeah, it's been, any, it's other, been a... any other plant life? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, it's, chrysanthemums. I, mean, I believe um, a real, a real not in not in my backyard kind of kind of group creatures. Don't, don't even get me don't even get me started with them. Oh, really? Yeah. Are they they're, they're kind of like they self proclaim sovereign citizens, don't they? I mean, you just uh, the the mixture of kind of reactionary politics <laughs> and absolute ignorance. It's uh, it's quite shocking to see. You wouldn't, okay. you wouldn't, but you wouldn't buy one for your living room if you knew what their kind of viewpoints were. To be honest with you, and so do you do stuff like, um, you know, uh, go and sort of get rabbits to have sex by maybe showing them rabbit porn or fluffing them or something or feeding them oysters, you know, to kind of get get the animal part of spring going. Well, I mean, you kind of got to set the mood. Right, you know, okay. I, mean, I mean, fluffing's probably a bit of a strong term, but <laughs> not down there with every year in each rabbit. But you just kind of, you know, it's more and more of a kind of scene. What kind of, what kind of scene setting? Good vibes. Play a bit of slap bass outside. Yeah, a bit of Bootsy Collins, that gets some fresky. Yeah. Um, yeah. A bit of Prince. Yeah, stop playing a bit of Prince get, outside. Get to fucking. Red light. Red lights all over the, all over the Warrens, I guess. Yep. Um, okay. And, um, what else happens at spring? 
can't remember. Do you do you invite birds to migrate back from Africa? Just send them telegrams. Yeah, or you something. know, kind of like making sure that the flight paths are clear so that they can make sure the flight paths orderly, are clear in an orderly fashion. Okay. Well, you've seen birds migrating, you know, in that they they kind of like you know go in those really organised groups. It takes a lot of it's a lot of work. Oh, really? Do you give them all individual maps? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot easier now. They've all you, they can just navigate phones, in funny ways. Yeah, it's kind of like a you know, it's pre 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 arranged flight paths. Very nice. Yeah. Um, so, do you find the work rewarding, or is it just means to an end for you? Pain in the ass, to be honest. You just don't oh, really? money. Yeah. Yeah, and the money's poor, you said. Yeah, well, I mean, like summers. Well, that's that's a game everyone wants to get into, isn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, but it's not. It's not. That. It's not what you know. It's who you know. Yeah, that guy who owns several pubs in Brighton and and dresses like a lion. He he runs some around here, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that <laughs> John Lyon, or whatever yeah. he calls himself. I think. Yeah, I mean, I think his name is Leo. Obviously. Uh, Brilliant! I, don't um, I know this character. Yeah, he owns he owns several several pubs and bars in Brighton Hove. Well, this is a seldom for flats. Probably the next yeah. thing you're doing it. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. Um, no, he he owned one on George Street, and that's closed down now. And um, he definitely owned the Weatherspoons on George Street. No, no, it was, <laughs> sadly, it was called like. Leon Dior or something. It was on the other side of the road. It's probably a vape shop now. Um, yeah, probably. But yeah, I mean, I'm talking 20 years back. But he owns um, that one, which has the really nice Italian-style garden on First Avenue. Okay, I don't. Um, I don't go around Hove that much. No, um, you know the one I mean. Yeah, yeah. Don't hmm. remember what it's called. No, that, does sure. it? Matter, really, it's of, of absolutely no interest to, to well, mostly to us, or certainly to anyone. To listening. me, yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah, not not a huge amount uh, of interest here. So, is there anything well, else think, you'd like to? No, I to, think we've we've worn that one down. <laughs> would you like to let anyone? Is there any kind of message which you've got for people about spring? Any warnings or? Well, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, advice? just don't just don't assume it's going to come around every year. You know? <laughs> are, are you, you know? are you currently negotiating for a new contract? Well, it might be strikes on. Oh, okay. Well, I think summer's coming and set through spring. So, you know, if I don't get my beak wet soon, it's... Uh, okay, very yeah. nice. Very it's nice. It's like global warming's going to get a bit worse a little bit quicker. Mm. Okay. Well, that a, a terrifying, with that, with a that terrifying empty view threat. of the future there. With that so I'd like to... Um, we don't normally do this, but I'm going to because it has made me quite sad. Um, we're recording this the day after uh, the... Brilliant actor Lance Reddick died. Yeah, very sad. Yeah, at the age of 60, which is mad. But, um, yeah, I really rated him as an actor. He seemed like a really good guy. So um, whichever one's most uh, respectful, we will either dedicate this or not dedicate this episode to him. I was going to say, I think you'd probably be more respectful to not do so. But, okay. yeah, I know he's brilliant, brilliant actor. Yeah, I loved a lot. I mean, and even when he was in things that weren't necessarily all that great, he kind of elevated the stuff. I mean, you've been yeah. watching the John Wick movies, haven't you? Which he's been in much better stuff. I think I like them. If, well, um, I really, but... I was recently been watching um, Corporate, which is um, sort of unknown, but very funny comedy. And okay. he's in that. And, I've, yeah, he's really, he's one of those actors 
which is quite rare, who is a proper actor, but is actually very good at doing comedy stuff as well. Mm. Yeah. I'll have to check that. Someone hasn't not caught up with that one, but uh, yeah. I think it's on Amazon. You can find it. Yes. Um, so, I mean, did you stop and look at what Ikea was doing, Chris, and you thought, oh, this could be like cheaper and a little bit worse if I got them in from the uh, People's Democratic Republic of uh, North, North Korea? Korea. Yes, yeah, I mean, so, yeah, no, that's right, you've got it, well remembered. Um, Well, so, really, if you're starting out in the flat pack furniture trade, me, as a sole trader, I can't go to Scandinavia, because it's all stitched up. So what you've got to do is you've got to look at unique uh, opportunities and um, through a uh, internet chat room, I started talking to some people. It turned out that they were um, from North Korea, and there's there's a factory there, and they could turn it to. Well, they already knock out flat pack furniture for the people, yeah, because you know they're, they're good standardized. Yeah, it's good standardized stuff. They look after their they look after their people there. Um, as is well known, and absolutely, and it's quite utilitarian, but it's 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 not badly made, Neil, because it's got to last, oh, and um, and so the opportunity arose that they'd be able to to start smuggling some out to me with um, with all the drugs from the factories, and uh, I, I basically I've got a broker, a middleman in. Tajikistan and then so it goes there and then then over over here and I'm and I'm selling it out of my lockup and it's good stuff yeah I mean the, the, you know there are a few issues so the you need to get a North Korean screwdriver set because the heads of the screwdrivers are in the shape of a Y which obviously we don't have we just have the cross or the line yes yeah or, um, or, or the other one the, the sort of equivalent of the Phillips head it's um it's in the shape of uh, Kim on Young's face, isn't it? They have that instead of an Allen key. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it call it a, a deal either key. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> doesn't actually sort of you know help very well with. Oh, it doesn't grip. It doesn't yeah. grip at all. But um, you have to make it grip, otherwise yeah, it's <laughs> otherwise it's re-education time. Well, I, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's good sturdy stuff. Um, you know, I'm. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna say it's probably not fair trade, but it's probably the opposite. Probably the opposite, of that, isn't it? Really? It's probably the polar opposite of fair trade. Yeah, but I mean, you'd be you want... making a bit of money out of it. So I'm making a bit of but money. I've got out a hustle. Sure. Yeah, I've got to get up and grind. I've got to play. I've got to play. Don't hate the player. Hate the the gums. Um, so yeah, I mean, if you're into kind of utilitarian furniture, you know, it's quite cool these days, isn't it? That kind well, of thing. Yeah, I was gonna say you're thinking about like rebranding it as like you know, sort of retro cool. Yeah, that kind of thing. Um, I'm sure there's, you know, there's plenty of like wankers on YouTube who'd happily like take oh, there's cash to, oh, there's plenty. Pretend that it was really fashionable or whatever. Yeah, there's loads. Some, you know, some influencers with no morals. Like, yeah, but the thing is, all I do is I cross out where it says Korean and I just write Japanese, and then so it's like Japanese-inspired utilitarian furniture. I'm like, I'm knocking this stuff out. People mm. love it. Like you know, coffee table with a concrete slab on top, that kind of thing. So it lasts. Nice. Um, yeah, so I make a bit of money that way now. 
So that's um, that's nice. Is there anything that you'd be interested in? Last time I came to your flat, which was a while ago, your coffee table was broken. Maybe I could interest you in something. I don't. I didn't ask how you broke it, and I don't. I don't think I will in front of people. But um, yeah, I mean, we, we will know it's glass topped, and then we'll leave it at that, won't we? <laughs> but um, <laughs> it's actually true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, well, no, I, I'm thinking... You broke actually, that camcorder as well. <laughs> yeah, well, a few things broke. Let's not get into that. So. Um, no, I'm thinking... Not so much of a budget, or like, yeah, I mean, maybe, like, yeah, maybe... I don't know, maybe like... Something yeah, sturdy. A bit of MDF or a couple of breeze blocks or something like a coffee No, MDF, they, they don't have the MDF technology. Oh, oh, okay. So it's actually just solid wood. Yeah. Oh, okay, that'll do. Um, yeah, see, it's not sounding so bad now, is it? No, and... It, but I mean, no, a, you have to, to be honest, like a lot of the time you have to sand it down and then give it a polish to get rid of like some of the, I don't know, let's just call them blood stains. But, um, you know, it'll last It'll last a lifetime. It's like when grandparents and stuff used to spend like 10 grand on a sideboard or something because they were like, yeah, it'll last forever, you know, before we got into this kind of throwaway society. It's, it's that kind of stuff. Yeah, I remember my grandparents had some, like, it was a combination sideboard and, like, record player. Oh, nice, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was about the size of a Sherman tank, and it was just kind of like, yeah. Yeah, and you could keep records in each end, couldn't you? You could. And, uh, yeah, my grandparents had the same yeah. same thing. Beautiful, chunky old bit of furniture. Um, yeah, yeah. they passed that one in the bin too sweet. <laughs> I buried it with them. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let it out and use it as a coffin. Not a Viking funeral. Um... No, I was thinking, is there an equivalent of like um, the uh, the old the old meatballs that's so popular in IKEA as well? That'd be good, wouldn't it? Kimchi. Yeah, kimchi. Oh, yeah, it must be kimchi or uh, what's that? Is it like um, it's Korean barbecue? Yeah, but I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Um, I haven't asked about them including uh, buckets of kimchi whilst transporting over flat pack furniture because food's a bit of a sore issue. Uh, okay, yeah, I can see where that might be problematic. And also, I kind of like, I kind of don't want kimchi that's travelled by land from via the Silk Road from North Korea to Tajikistan and then into uh, a black seaport and then delivered delivered to Shoreham Harbour. I, I don't think the kimchi. I mean, I know it's pickled, but I mean, like, you know, you've got your limits, surely. Can't be any worse than what they put in Ginster's pasty, surely. Anyway. What, delicious monkey? <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong That's with it true. at all. Um, oh, okay. Well, that 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 went well, very well, I think. So let's move yeah. on. We've, we've um, not done this for a while, so we're coming in cold. So I think anyway, that was quite hideously offensive. Then there we go. There we go. That one's that one's for you, yeah. Lance. Um, Sorry about that, Lance. <laughs> There's been some much, much, much better tributes, but something's got to be the, the worst. Yeah. I don't know. I thought ours was heartfelt. It was heartfelt. Um, if, uh, yeah, yeah, that's all you can ask for. Um, so, uh, Neil, I believe you're uh, riding, yes. riding this dragon into Story well, Town. Interesting, you should say riding, Chris, because uh, there's going to be some uh, going to be some riding and not wanting to be ridden through this. Um, that oh, will really? Se- that will make sense in context at some point as I get through Probably this story. Not. But like the um, Callum Musk of Croy or whatever they were called, the gob- Christmas goblins. Yeah, I mean, I think this is maybe a little bit similar to things that we looked at before. But so there's a saying amongst these people: they say, "Don't let the hag ride you." 
Right. Yeah. Because we are talking about the Boo Hag. The Boo Hag. The Boo Hag. That sounds like a 90s band. It's, yeah, it's not the Boo Radleys. Oh, okay. I assume. When they were singing the song Wake Up Boo, were they talking about a Boo Hag? Uh, I don't think. Do you know what? Does it say on the Wikipedia? No, it doesn't. Okay. Yeah, I mean, well, well, we'll have that's an interesting point actually because now, as I understand, well, we'll get we'll get into it in a minute. But you know, the boohag actually le- leaves you feeling less refreshed. So uh, <laughs> I think this would be, uh, if anything, the the opposite of that. But I don't well, know. Um, maybe, so maybe they, they're singing it from the perspective of a boohag. Well, they were called the Boo Radleys, and their song was called "Wake Up Boo." So were they singing a song about no Boo, Boo Radley was a character up? in I can't remember what the novel is now. It's to, um. Oh, I'm gonna have to look this up because it's terrible. Half of half of us did it all at GCSE English. Mm. Um, and it wasn't one of the I think I did it with my men, but it's a famous American novel. Um which I've completely blanked on. Um Uncle Tom's Cabin. Killer Mockingbird. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um I'm yeah, coming out like, that bit. I think he's like the neighbour or something like that. Uh, so yeah. say, say to kill a mockingbird again. Yeah, to kill a mockingbird. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that was the one you were about to say, wasn't it? Um, mm-hmm. but, yeah, I've, do you know I've never read it, um, I'll be honest, but um, yeah, no, I did nah. know a character in it called Boo Radley, and I assume that they had to read it at school or something. And kind of, well, yeah, well, but they only did the one song, didn't they? Well, one song that was popular, I think they did a, a few albums. Um, they're still going, I think, the Boo Radleys. Really? Yeah. You sound quite excited about that. Are you, yeah. going, are you going to see them? I like that song. Um, what, Wake no, Up Boo? Yeah, I think it's just called Wake Up, isn't it? No, it's called Wake. Oh, is it called Wake? Oh, I don't know. Um, no, I only really know that. I'm, I've heard I've heard other um, songs by them, but... Uh, Was that in your misspent youth at university? Indeed. Yeah, no, you know, they're good enough sort of little guitar band. Um, but this isn't about them. But no, this isn't about them. Um, that was that was a complete... So that they're named for after once, something completely different. For once, this podcast isn't about the Boo Radleys. Yes. Okay. Good. Right, you'll be glad to hear. Brave, brave new world. Now that we've broken down one of the things it isn't, shall we go into what it is? So, uh, Hey, you're in charge now. This is from charlestonterrors.com. This is Boo Hags and Haint Blue, Vampires of the Low Country and the Paint That Stops Them. Mm. So uh, making you the Charleston Terrors website, this is where, where we've got our story from today. Um, so vampires? Well, kinda. They're kind of. Um, do you know what's Do you know what's interesting about this, Neil? There's the next episode's about a vampire, and um, do you know what topics that we've done which have been the least popular for a podcast? It's yeah, vamp- so you're just saying all the vampire ones. That we've it's done. the vampire ones, yeah. And Neil, is that going to stop us doing them? Absolutely not. Oh hell no. Absolutely not. We'll get we'll get, we'll get people around. We'll get we'll get people into you know. We'll find out what vampires people do like. Mm. Well, you know they're vaguely vampiric. Who doesn't like vampires? They're monsters. Uh, they're human. They're sexy times. They like they're like the prince of werewolves. Apparently, well, werewolves. Well, yeah, tried. they don't like vampires, do they? Because no, um, they're trying to they're trying to muscle in on all the teenage girl action. <laughs> 
Oh dear. Yeah, I'm never, I'm never sure where that whole is. Is that like part of the old legends or? Because I've only seen that in that. Um, what are those dreadful movies called where they were Twilight? Like the mate. No, there's Twilight, but there was um. Van Helsink or um. No, it was one with Kate Beckinsale. It's yeah. like the Matrix crossed with vampire movies. Yeah, so that stuff. In it. That stuff. So that entire film was basically all stolen off of a um sort of tabletop role playing game. Oh, is that where it comes from? Yeah. yeah you have that but without, depth in terms of the story. But without giving them any money or credit for it. Uh, oh, Underworlds. Best way to do that, isn't it? Yeah, because wasn't it directed? Yeah, it's called like Vampire the something. Um, and it was like a really popular... Oh, Vampire the Masquerade, maybe. That's it, yeah. I've got to play it as a PC game I played way back then, which is quite enjoyable. Um, ah, okay. Mm. Well, there you go. Um, yeah, no, I, I think it was... And I think game. that's maybe where... Because on one of the updates of that, I think they brought werewolves, or like one of the offshoots of it. I think that's where werewolves and vampires started hanging out in the same area. I think that's where it comes from. Ah, uh, okay. Oh, well, that would make sense then. There Do you know go. what? Like, that's really. I watched. Uh, I'd never heard of Vampire the Masquerade, and I watched a documentary on it the other day. So this is really prescient. <laughs> mm. This is a knowledge that I had two weeks ago. Well, there you go. Yeah, no, I just remember I played. There was like a. PC game about twenty odd years ago. It was it was all right. Yeah, people still play it now. It's kind yeah. of they they um live action role play it and stuff. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd heard it was based on some sort of tabletop mm. game, but I've not ne- um, never played that. But uh, okay, so but again, we're not here to talk around <laughs> <and buy laughs> the masquerade or tabletop role playing games. Maybe I mean, who knows? Maybe that's mm. maybe that's how we get people into vampires. Um, Tell you what, right? A lot of the what podcasts could be more enticing. A lot of the podcasts which have the highest amount of Patreons are Dungeons & Dragons podcasts. It's become really big, hasn't it? Yeah. You have all these people on YouTube and stuff doing it now. Yeah, maybe yeah. we'll, yeah, maybe we'll, um, we'll just spin off. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> About we'll, Vampire the Mask. We'll create our own really over-elaborate game. It's yes. Like, you know, you've got 15 different types of dice and <laughs> some other... Some other things, and you've got an abacus as well. Any other kind of mechanisms that we can use? Well, it can be the Urban Legends world, and we can all the characters can be ones that we've done podcasts about. So that'd work. Well, we will get to the point at some point, but um, sometimes you notice I don't say soon, Lesler. I I was reading, I saw um, something that popped up in one of my feeds was um, this guy, I think it was, I think it's called Roller Coaster Tycoon or something, but basically, he's created a version where to ride the I don't know exactly how he's done it, but to to have to have make it go on its entire journey, it would actually take longer than the the life of the universe, basically. Isn't the character? Oh, you know, really? He's managed to do something where he set it up in a way that yeah, it never ends. Yeah, I can imagine <laughs> that's the kind of tabletop game that we would end up inventing. Mm. It's yeah, a yeah. Set of rules so overly complex. Not in a good way, just in a really irritating. <laughs> yeah, like no, it's not, not going to be good. It's just going to be really. Like the Adam and Joe good. Quizzle, yeah, Quizzle number sticks. or whatever Quizzle sticks. Why didn't you play your Quizzle stick? <laughs> yeah. um, remember, it's a lot easier at yeah. home. Um, or, or number wang, which I believe ripped that sketch off. Yes, yeah, yeah. so I, I think so as, as well as entirely. As much I don't like Mitchell and Webb, but yeah, um, yeah. I think. I mean, I think that if we did it, it'd be really, um, it'd be really officious. It'd be yeah. like contract law. 
Yeah. <laughs> you have to start off with a procurement exercise. To yes, a procurement exercise. <laughs> and you have to set up several offshore offshore companies. So how, how do I do the character creation? <laughs> oh, oh, well. You, you haven't even started whoa, whoa, procurement whoa, yet. Slow down, <laughs> slow down. What's your business case? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know you're going to be value for money as contract. Exactly. Yeah. No, I want to, I want to see three quotes and... Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I want to see a cost and options yeah. and an, an, an IT impact assessment yeah. before you even think about that. Yeah. And we'll maybe do a pilot where you go to the shops and <laughs> you know, buy some tea or something and we'll see yeah. how that pans Sounds out. Sounds good. We'll start throwing you into the into the deep end. Anyway, that's not what this podcast is about. Um, we're going to talk about boo hags. Um, so well, before we can give you a character, you have to give us a requirements list. Well, yeah, no, exactly. Well, how do we... Uh, it's going to be really generic, otherwise you're going to end up becoming like, you know... And at least we split between functional and non-functional. Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> well, otherwise, we don't, you know... The, this game might not be as maximum fun that it could be. <laughs> you know. That sounds good. We should get on with that. Yeah, we definitely should. Yeah. <laughs> more. Project management, the game. <laughs> Starring Robert oh, the Doll. Ain't, ain't it just? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what horror movies need more. More Gantt charts. Yeah, Jira boards, that kind of shit. More boring office politics. <laughs> yeah. Tedious methodology. Right. So, um, in the article, they're looking at two of the most well-known veggies of the Gullah people in South Carolina. The Gullah they people? The, yeah, they, they get into the, the Gullah. This is, I think this is why I quite... Um, quite Are these the people who live on an island and they're quite dis- they're quite distinct they've been there for ages they live on one of the islands off of north carolina and they've kind of got their own language and stuff i um i don't think they're on an island per se it's in, in south carolina um or actually brought to oh no they were originally so okay so we'll, we'll get into that first actually okay. so, his, history of the gula geechee so these are West African peoples who brought, mm-hmm. sadly because of slavery in the 1500s, um, to Sullivan's Island in the Low Country, the Sea Islands of South Carolina. So yeah, you might be right about that, Chris. Yeah. Um, working on um, plantations, et cetera, um, for sugarcane and so on. And and also indigo for its colour, which comes up in the story as well. Um, but yeah, basically there was a whole culture um, was born out of that. With, you know, they brought their sort of language and folklore. Yeah. And they're called the, the Gullah of South Carolina and the Geechee of Georgia, apparently. Um, and there's a kind of you know a, a, a cultural bit there where these um, these legends come from, um, but but found now all around South Carolina apparently, okay. um, and the most infamous being the Boohag. The Boohag. Although there's another one about um, called the Mermaid Riot, which we'll save for another day. The Mermaid Riot yeah. <laughs> of 1852. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know what that what that pertains to. There's a link on here, but I'm going to look at that. Well, something. it's when they brought in mechanized pearl fishing. Yeah. And they that's, throw, that's, the mermaids that's throw what, all their yeah, and they throw all their clogs in the machines. Not quite right. You put all these poor mermaids out of work, then how are they going to survive? But the Pinkertons put them down. <laughs> oh yeah, Coolly suppressed. Right. Anyway, um, so yeah, the the, the Boohagen haint blue. So this is a paint colour. Apparently, it's very common in uh, uh, Carolina. Apparently, um, okay. or South Carolina, at least, I guess. Uh, so most people don't understand how paint colour could stave off evil spirits, but we're going to learn the history of how the indigo industry changed the lives of hundreds of thousands of Western uh, Central African people. And um, so this is kind of like, yeah, it's part history lesson, part horror story, and part, um, you know, 
decoration. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Three so parts. Yeah. You, like a kinder egg. Triple, triple threat. Yeah. Like a, like a trident of knowledge. Yes. That I'm not doing anymore. Poseidon would wield, presumably. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the hell that was all about. In the low... <laughs> her trident, some reason, had to... Uh, in the low country, a creature called the Boohag is a cross between a sleep paralysis demon and a vampire. Mm. Um, so in the, the Gullah Geechee culture, they believe that people have both a spirit and a soul. Mm. So once you die, your soul ascends to heaven or hell, depending on the life that you've lived. Yeah, hell. Yeah, I mean that's that's where uh, that's where we're going. But um, and um, but this, your spirit stays on uh, behind you to help guide your descendants. Um, so this is all part of the kind of ancestor oh, okay. culture. You um, kind of um, who do so you kind of split. Yes, so there's there's kind of like a, a I guess a remnant that stays behind to help your you know your descendants and then um, still knocks around, but then your actual your, your soul goes and has its just rewards or whatever. So um, is it like a like a clone? Right. So which one would be you? Well, I'm guessing you're. I mean, I don't know. I'm not obviously an expert in this. Well, I don't know anything about this. Um, what this culture? You're not an expert in- <laughs> I haven't thoroughly researched Gullah Geechee culture okay. other than reading this story before we um, started. But that's no, more than normal. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, but I no, I should. I think they're they're kind of like. I mean, like a lot of um, you know mythology, probably best not to be too literal about it. Okay, I think the idea is, is you have both. So right. um, I, I'm guessing it is almost like a copy of what you were. So your essence, your actual soul, I am assuming, was that the part of you that contains you is the part that goes to heaven or hell, I assume. But the spirit, I guess, is kind of more of a template that's kind of got your personality. Like, I don't know. I'm kind of... Like you know, a control C. I'm guessing. Yeah, like a like a telephone recording or something like that. Yeah, but which just has like the knowledge in and that. I don't want to kind of interpret this in an offensive way, but, uh, you know, that's my, yeah. my guessing. That's all um, right. I asked. Yeah, indeed, indeed. So your spirit stays behind to help God them to say, um, but if you stay but were evil in life, your mm-hmm. spirit will mutate into a boohag. Oh, I see. So there you go, yeah. So Rub to data. down to hell, spirit mutating into a boohag. Um, so a boohag is a creature of the night, a skinless monster with red muscles, prominent blue veins, and eyes that reflect lights like a cat's. So it's like that oh. fellow you had around the other week. Oh. Uh-huh. JK came around, didn't he? And- Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he didn't have much in the way of muscles, I don't think. Prominent blue veins? Probably. <laughs> right. Probably if, if, if any of them were still accessible. Sometimes it's depicted with flowing white hair, like the hair that grows on corpses that lead many older generations to believe vampires are coming from their dead to feed. Okay. Um, so they've got the thing here. There's a myth sometimes that the hair and nails can grow on corpses, where it's the, the skin kind of. Tree. Yeah, well, they reckon that's where some of the undead myths come from, don't they? Yeah, and it's not really so much that stuff's growing; it's that the skin you just uh, dehydrates and starts to shrink. Yeah, so it looks like gives the impression of growth. Yeah, it gives yeah. the impression a modern impression of growth. Um, yeah, that's what I think I read somewhere as well. You, you like the Victorians were really obsessive about. Um, getting buried alive and stuff like this. There's a lot yeah. of concerns about that potentially happening. But um Well, because it did happen. And so well, apparently not some not so many, a lot of people not loads, but it did, but there were cases of it happening. And that's why so some Victorian graves which you see 
they used to have, um, there would be a bell on the grave and there'd be a bit of string that went down into the coffin. Yes. Yeah, so that if anything happened. Get a cup right, of tea in the afterlife. Yeah, no, but if you woke up, yeah, which, you could which, did, which did happen because they didn't know. Like sometimes it would appear someone was dead, but they might have just been incredibly shallow breathing or not had very strong pulse or whatever, and they'd get buried. And that's where the catchphrase dead ringers comes from. There you go. Yeah. Um, it's not a catchphrase, is it? It's a saying. It could be on catchphrase. Yeah, oh, well, it would be on catchphrase. What would, what would Mr. Chips be doing? It'd be lying be together to dead people. It'd, it'd be furiously ringing Bong. a bell in a grave. Yeah, <laughs> it's quite a dark catchphrase these days. It has got yeah, ever since we're okay, like, edgy. Yes, yeah, Bradley Walsh is not the best thing to have happened to him. Is it Bradley Walsh who does it these days? I don't no, know. it's everything else, doesn't he? Anyway. So they use witchcraft and evil magic to cause havoc on innocent people and will paralyse you in your sleep. Like okay. The infamous painting of the demon that sits on your chest in the middle of the night, feeding on your life force and subjecting you to nightmares. So basically, they've got this picture here where um, they've just got like some little ghoulish thing um, resting on somebody's sort of chest, while for some bizarre reason, a, um, a spectral horse looks on. That's got something yeah. to look at, isn't it, on that TV? Yeah. You know, back in those days, well, what else are you going to do? Um, especially, you know, especially if you're some like apparition horse. Yeah. Um, I mean, if they, they'd seen TV, they would have been like witchcraft to them, wouldn't it? Uh, uh, oh, there you go. Perspective. Um, so the, the boo hag looks human during the day because it cloaks itself with its previously unlucky victim's skin. And at night, it escapes the skin going looking for the next victim. So, yeah, basically. Oh, so it kills people, it inhabits them. It takes their life force and inhabits them. Well, it, it can vary. So um, so I think it comes onto this a little bit more later on. But but effectively, yeah. So it's I'm going to wear you like a glove. Yeah, it's a little bit, um, what's his face from the um, Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, yeah, so I don't know how it gets. Yeah, they don't get into how it actually gets. Well, it sounds like it steals all the life source. And then so, it, yeah, it kind of like sleep, and then it pops itself sucks in, out of your breath, and then just kind of like yeah, you know, pops itself in, and then sort of uses its own spirit to animate you during the day, so it can go and get some fags or like yeah. some beer or whatever. Something along them lines, yeah. Yeah, get a nice rack of ribs, very nice, yeah. and then uh, you know, a couple of cigars, and then um, on to the next one, the next evening, on to the next victim, yeah. So it can slip inside through any crack in a window or crevice in a wall. Mm. And once inside, it finds you sleeping in your bed. I'm glad you had a window. (laughs) And crawls on top of you, sucking the air from your lungs as you sleep, riding you till sunup. Ooh, wee. Yeehaw. And that's why there's a saying amongst the gulla that goes, don't let the hag ride you. Don't let the hag ride you. So there'll be some advice later on as as to how you might um, stop doing, you know, just because, I mean, how you going to stop Justy belt. Yeah, that's true. Well, no, because it's breathing in your um, it's from your your mouth, isn't it? So it's not. Oh yeah, um, well, it's not. Well, yeah. Um, face masks, gas masks. Maybe that's what Le Leon was doing. Le Leon could be Just trying to avoid some. Yeah, I mean, magic. all of the all hags of... wouldn't be out and about in the day. So all of these tie together now. Yeah, that's one thing it's I'm part learning. Of one big mystery. Yeah, it's um, not. That, it's not that I'm slowly descending into madness or mania. It's that you know, 
having done 100 episodes, everything now is starting to tie together. Well, you have put a lot of, like, you know, um, those kind of, like, cards up on the wall, haven't you? You've tied them all together. I've got bits oh, yeah, of red for some wall. reason. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Got a big no, paint, I painted I thing that says, is the yellow man behind this? I don't, I don't sleep much anymore now, I'll yeah. be honest. Well, how could you after, you know, the amount of spooky episodes we've done? Well, um, yeah, and the amount of amphetamines I'm on. Oh, yeah, there was the, yeah. The military-grade amphetamines. <laughs> Well, if I'm asleep, I'm not figuring it out now. That's true. That's true. Keep you on your grind. Mm. So if you're lucky, you might just wake up extremely exhausted. A sign of a visit from the Bohag is if you slept all night but got no rest. Yeah. An unfortunate experience with the Bohag, that's that's, that's a lucky scenario. You okay. wake up. With well, I've definitely had that. Yeah. So you, well, there you go. You've had a Bohag visitation more than likely, Chris. But um, if you oh. wake up with it still riding you... <laughs> As they put it, yeah. Mm. If you try and escape or attack while it's feeding, it will steal your skin for its next disguise. Right. So if you do wake up and it's like riding you, then just you know let it finish and, and, and flit away to its. To its well, be rude, be, well, it would be rude not to let it finish. <laughs> so there are a few things that will keep <laughs> keep boo hags from riding you at night. Although you sound like you'd be into it, so um, no. Now, it's been a while. Would you, would you would you like to know how you're going to avoid a boohag riding? I'd like to know how I can encourage a boohag. <laughs> yeah. So I'll do a, the opposite of what you say. Seductively and just look. So yeah. you could place a broom near the door to your room because okay. it will be forced to stop and count the bristles. Oh, another we've one of come, these. We've come across one of these before, haven't know. we? Where you yeah, Rougarou does it. The, the Rougarou, um, yeah. And if there's uh, more than three things and it can't count more past three. 13, it can't count past. Oh, is it 13? Past. Okay. And the uh, Kalamatoyoi ones as well, because you can put a colander in it and just keep counting. Again, a colander will, will help here. So hairbrushes or a colander will do the what same thing. What is this? This is count. enough weird. Cause there's, these... Yeah, there's a bunch of these um, these uh, these creatures. Innumerate sort of, creatures. Yeah. Maybe they've got dyspraxia. It's not, well, yeah, no, they're, you know. It's not, not fair to use that against them, is it? Well... If they weren't gonna, if they weren't gonna go, go for evil, then uh, oh, here we go. If they weren't gonna do this, we weren't gonna, gonna do you know, that. Steal your skin and ride it. Around they weren't gonna. Them. If they weren't gonna try and get promoted ahead of me, oh, I've heard all this before. Just oh, you know, just let boo hags. No, I'm not saying that. But maybe sit down and talk to them rather than using their dyspraxia against them. Well, maybe, maybe don't come into my room at night and start stealing my life force. Yeah, but I mean, at the end of the day, that's my I choice. Think. Whether I have a broom, broom bonnet, though, if you want to come in and start counting the bristles, that's on you. Yeah, but why are they doing that? It's why, because of lack, why are they selling your life force? It's because of lack of opportunities. Yeah, maybe, maybe so. Anyway, the goal is to the hag be distracted long enough so the sun comes up and can be unable to return to its skin suit and dies in the sunlight. Oh, so you're killing them. Yeah. And so, who who, who is the real monster? Well, the boo hag, clearly. Yeah, I don't think anyone comes out of it good. There's no heroes here now. Well, it's doggy, doggy. If you're looking for heroes, don't listen it's to this boo haggy, podcast. boo haggy, world, Chris. <laughs> Ride will be ridden. That's, that's what I'm looking for. I mean, either. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, maybe that's what the horse was there for, as kind of uh, as an allegory of being ridden. Yeah, or it's the spectral or, horse. Or it's an unrelated picture. I don't. 
It's called The Nightmare. You'll find it. The Nightmare Welcome. The Nightmare Welcome. Just in case you didn't know what was going on, I'm a horse, so that means it's riding. Yeah, could be, could be. Yeah, I'm not just sitting on a chest or something, but I am still in a life force. Um, so yeah, that's that's one way you can get rid of them. Um, so it's an interesting parallel to European vampires and fairies who are stopped by leaving piles of rice, sand or salt in their path. I didn't know that. I thought it was garlic for European vampires. I mean, oh, fairies, salt, yeah. Salt you the demons, like a... doesn't it? Gold. Salt. Salt, salt yeah. Yeah, ring salt, of salt, salt is going to be good for a lot of whales, you're in it. Yeah. For the day. Um, and, but I haven't heard this. That's before. why I have an incredibly high sodium diet. Yes, yeah. Bought scratching three times a day. Yeah, doctors <laughs> warned me that doctors going to kill me sooner rather than later. Incredibly so, furry. Yeah, but I ain't going down by vampire bite, mate. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, if I'll tell you what, real mug. Tell you what, if if you and the rest of the government sort out a vampire problem, I'll stay. I'll start eating more greens. Well, the next time we meet, you've been exsanguinated by some fucking vampire. <laughs> Don't come crying to me, yeah? <laughs> Excuse me, I'm going to go and eat this packet of chips. So I've not heard this one before. It's apparently, the, the reason that the salt works is because they have to count the granules. Right, I didn't know that was yeah. why it was. I thought yeah, it was because they were that crystalline. Would have been a, a, yeah, no, I thought it was just some, like, well, I don't know, actually. I don't know what I've heard about the ring of salt things. That would have been an interesting end to that... Um, Bram Stoker movie, wouldn't it? Well, if he just sort of sat down and sort of counting the sun. <laughs> the sound of the died in the sunlight, yeah. At the end, question mark. Gary Oldman could have handed his way out of that. Oh, well. Um, well, then surely anything, like flour. Like, I mean, how, is, there a, is there a size limit on the grain that they will be enticed into counting? Well, like I mean, a bowl of peas? The thing is, Chris, they've done the science, yeah. They've, they've tested this thoroughly, and then they've told us. You know, rice, sand, or salt. I mean, by all means, ex- you know, experiment with ball bearings if you wish. But, well, that's why mechanics never yeah, get attacked by tried and trusted methods. There, so, yeah. So apparently, you can also sprinkle salt over the boo hag as it sits on you, which will make them unable to return to its skin and die in the morning. So that's the trickiest one to attempt. Though. That's a pro move. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, got best yeah. if you wake up, don't that's, move. That's, so that's not a rookie. Move. That's not that's not in your rookie year, is it? Yeah. If you're like, you know. I don't know, like a Ghostbuster or something, you might want to give that a go, but... You're Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. Dan Aykroyd. If, you, if you've got your own uh, Skull Vodka-based, you know, business... Yeah, based, based on the mystery of the Crystal Skulls, presumably, which were brought to us by aliens. We'll right. have to do them as well soon. Or I've written a, a whole book on them. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. That'll be, that'll be an interesting one. Then. Yeah, uh, so the, the absolute best deterrent for this creature and other angry spirits, though, will include a lo- local hardware store trip. You I thought you were going to say a local hard man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, one of the best ways of getting rid of Boo Hag is to contact a local hard man. Well, actually, there's there's something like that. that um, there's a story that we want to... Oi, you! Hag! He kind of does do something like that. Um, get know. set on the cobbles. I'm going to... Be you six ways from Sunday. You'll be skinless when I'm done with you. <laughs> um, no, so you want this hue of indigo blue paint called Haint Blue. Oh. So uh, apparently in Gunnar, the, the word Haint means spirit and usually refers to malevolent poltergeists and whatnot. Like and is this where the Blue Man group come from? I think they're a different shade of blue. Oh, um, okay. 
I don't know what that shade of blue is, but this is more kind of like um, is, is there, light blue. Like, is like there one that the shade their shade of blue attracts bullshit? Is that it? yes, or you know, <laughs> sort of mildly tedious theatrical performances? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure they're entertaining for about I've, ten minutes, but yeah, no, I've, I've, I can't I'm, imagine watching an hour and a half of that. To be no, honest. I know someone who went and saw it and they enjoyed it, but then I don't massively um, rate that person's taste. Good luck to yeah. When people enjoy stuff, Neil. Yeah, none of my none of my business. I'm sure it's all yeah. They've been around a while, haven't they? They have. Well, Twenty five, thirty years, isn't they? I think. Yeah, I wonder if it's the well, same ones or is it like craft work? I would imagine it's um, it's, it's just like the one original one. Yeah, then... <laughs> it's just one. No, I imagine it's all been sort of franchised out stuff now, hasn't it? But um, I tell you what, I think give us that Arrested Development joke. So there is that to it. Yes, I saw craft work live. Um, when they did their tour about five, six years ago, um, I saw him in Brighton. Mm-hmm. And I have to be honest, like the Blue Man group, it got a bit tedious because it went on for about two hours. Oh, okay. I think that's too long for a concert. Yeah, it can be, unless you're like a super fan. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, in general, I like graph work, but it was like, mm. well, it's just, you know... Start getting a bit itchy feet after about forty minutes, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I could um, industrial music or whatever. I will listen to more than an hour of it, to be honest with you. But yeah. maybe, like I say, unless you're a big fan of most kind of um, acts, really, kind of like a, yeah, an hour, an hour and a half. I think if you were on drugs, it would be doable. But I wasn't. Um, but you had three D glasses, so that's fun, isn't it? Oh, that's good. Yeah. So you got your money's worth. Um, True. The Blue Man Group. Yes, the Blue Man Group. So, so this is the paint um, blue. So it's basically, I think it's Indigo that came. Um, it came over, and it, I think it was first. You know, it was it was sort of shipped over as a crop as well from uh, from from Africa. I think mm. is what it's saying here. Um, so it's become a sacred colour to the Gulagichi. And it's seen as helpful in warding off evil spirits. Um, so you have blue bottles, um, glass glass dyed with indigo, placed on the ends of tree branches to create bottle trees, which trap spirits inside. Um, but yeah, what they um, what they'll do is they'll um, mix the uh, the indigo. Indigo feather tinctoria is the plant, and that was the original source of indigo dye. Well, there you go. And it's uh, part of the bean family. Hmm. But yeah, but apparently, yeah, this haint blue. So you mix you mix your indigo with um, lime and other chemicals. It makes a robin's egg blue, apparently, or haint other okay. ones. Haint blue. It's from um, India originally. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Um, makes sense, doesn't it? India's got loads of colourful shit. Indeed, indeed. Um, yeah, you've seen that um, festival of... Uh, yeah. It looks like it'd be good fun to go in. Yeah, my uncle yeah. went to that. Oh, okay. Yeah. They actually do one in Brighton, don't they, now? I did see one. I think there was... Um, is that one where they combined the... it with like a 5K run or something? No, I think they just coincidental? do Yeah. They just do it on the level. Oh, okay. Let's check that out sometime. Um, of course, the level's got quite rough again now after a while of not being rough, so it'd be people throwing bags of cocaine over each other, which still sounds all right. 
Oh, he's fond. Um, <laughs> yeah, they kind of did it all up, didn't they? And yeah, but um, we've gone downhill again. Well, they like, and like, 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 like the rest of the country. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's... yeah. Anyway, yeah. long, long story short, it looks a bit like the the open sky or or a body of water that spirits cannot cross. So okay. uh, wards them out. So to be honest with you, the last few paragraphs are really just about you know decorating tips. Um, okay. Yeah. So haint blue. You find it at your local hardware store if you're in Carolina. You know that will keep the uh, the spirits away. Nice. Um, so there you go. There's the boo hag. Now I've also got here a little North Carolina ghost story. So okay. called the boo hag. So this will give you a kind of like you know a typical interaction that you might get with a, with a boo hag. Although this will leave some some quite interesting questions about, okay. you know, can one form long-term relationship with a bohag, Chris, which, you know... I prefer to keep it breezy now. Yeah, well, check this out. <laughs> so, once there were two F- men... Who- FWB, that's what me and the bohags are. Nice. I'm in a polyamorous relationship with several bohags. Yeah. And that guy who looked like J.K. Yes. <laughs> you can ride me, but don't tie me down. Um, <laughs> once there were two men who have been friends all their lives, they married I'm a wild men. mustang. <laughs> yes, that's, that's clearly... Mustang got a roll. Um, that sounds like something that Bon Jovi would say. Yeah, that could definitely be one of his choruses. A Mustang got a You can ride me, boo hag, but a Mustang's got a room. Well, see, it could be that, or you're possibly going into Springsteen territory as well. Mm-hmm. Sort of boo hags born to run kind of scenario. Anyway. Hags like you and me, baby, we were born to run. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Right. Um, anyway, I yes. married. <laughs> been a lot of like missing the point on this the world cost, but never mind. We we get yeah. back into it. Um, right. Two men, friends all their lives, married two beautiful ladies um, about the same time, and everything seemed fine. Mm. Fine, Chris. I'm going to assume everything will be fine. I don't know why they've said that. Um, but one day, one of the men came up to his friend and asked him. When you wake up at night, is your wife in bed with you? She sure is, said his friend. Why'd you ask? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, when I lie down in bed at night, my wife is with me. But when I wake up in the middle of the night, she's gone. But then come morning, back in bed. Maybe she's got IBS. Man, said the friend, I think you married a boo hag. <laughs> now, that's <laughs> a hell of a fucking leap, isn't it? <laughs> He's jumped to a conclusion. Well, clearly it's a boo hag. Yeah. Yep. That's it. Yeah. Yep. Salter. You, you think <laughs> Salter, <laughs> move on. <laughs> this is, is kind of where this is going. Um I mean, blimey, it's kind of like, well, no, there might be some other explanations. No, absolutely yeah. not. <laughs> Only one explanation. Clicker. Only one way to explain that behaviour. Maybe she doesn't like my snoring. No, no, clear hack. Yeah. I get quite a lot of night flatulence as well. No, nah, boo hag. No, nah, it's a boo hag. I mean, I can see her outside the window smoking. No, nah, it's a boo hag. <laughs> yeah. 
Now, they knew this was serious. <laughs> I mean, she, she does work the night shifts. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a boo hag, then. <laughs> so, a boo hag is a kind of witch that can slip out of her skin and fly around at night and cause all kinds of trouble in the world. Yeah, Ooh. I mean, but uh, to be honest, though, would you care if it, you know, if your marriage was all right? Well, this is the thing. He's kind of like he's, you know, he's mucked up. He's going to muck up his marriage here. And for what we ask ourselves at the end, a slight question as to whether they actually got their, uh, you know, how thoroughly they performed their diagnosis. But we'll go on to mm. that. So right, you're off boo hacking, yeah? Okay, cool. That means I get the bed to myself. Yeah, nice. But you have a nice time. See you in the morning. See you in the morning. So a boo hacking killer man just by sucking all the blood out of his body through his nose. I mean, yeah. I mean, just by. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's that's not like just by looking at them, is it? I think most 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 people die if they've had all their blood removed. I mean, yeah, it's it's fairly common. Um, <laughs> I'll get on a man and ride him at night so he can't move and he can't breathe. I mean, this didn't crop up in the earlier bits. So I, I don't know how accurate this. Um, anyway, don't fair know. enough. I don't. I'm not sure. This is from North Carolina Ghost, so how much we can attribute? So I don't know. Anyway, a boo hag is not something you'd ever want to meet, and sure not something you'd want to be married to. No, so man do. Well, you did marry her and you've been happily married for years. Mm-hmm. So I just want, you know, I wonder. Yeah. I think it's jealousy. I think it's a toxic relationship. I think, yeah, I think this, uh, this friend is, security. I don't think he's much of a friend. I think he's kind of like a Yago figure. Or the person whose wife slash boo hag. Oh, well, no, it's just his wife. I'm just going to say that his wife is out boo hagging. I think, you know, he's. His insecurities coming in here, and he's like, "Well, am I not enough?" Yeah. It's not that you're not enough; it's that I need to feast on human blood. Yeah. What's wrong with my blood? Well, I love you. I don't want you to die. It's got different oh. needs, though. <laughs> well, we can't, can't can't let your own ego get out of the way of the situation. So we got to do is wait until she slips out of her skin in the middle of the night, and then find that skin. Look under the stairs. That's where they usually hide them. Yeah, that's quite neat, isn't it? Just. Yeah, just roll your skin up for night, tuck it, tuck it under the stairs, and then go <laughs> back with your husband. Then back down, you know. So you take that skin and you pour salt and pepper all over it, and then you can't get her skin back on. So yeah, I won't fry it up. Yeah, beautiful. Let's pour crackling. Nice. He he went to bed at night with his wife, pretended to sleep. About midnight, he felt her slip out of bed beside him, waited for her to get downstairs, and then got out of bed, quietly hid where he could see her. Saw her pull off all of her skin and roll it up into a ball and hide it under the stairs. Then she flew up the chimney. Go, that's caused trouble in the world. Well, you don't know she's causing trouble. Um, I mean, yeah, didn't they? Boohags could fly, I suppose. Well, why not, really? Yeah, spirits, aren't they? Anyway, long story short, he salted and peppered that skin real good and rolled it up on a ball and put it back down the stairs. Whatever happened to couples counselling? Yeah, I mean... Would you not want to discuss this with her first? I mean, if you'd married her, like clearly there's some feelings there. Do you not want to like? Would you? Would you not stand like when she came back? Would you not like be standing there tapping your foot, holding the skin, going looking for this? Well, you know, maybe you could just go out and cause horror for the world every other night. You know, <laughs> or maybe just on a Friday. You know, maybe maybe we can meet in the middle somewhere. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe you only suck out half of the blood for a man's nose. Yeah, but but do it to twice as many men. Yeah. I don't know. I don't you know. know. These, this solutions. is the thing. This is the thing. If you're not talking to me, I don't know. Why aren't you talking to me? Come on. 
we're, we're in this together. We're a team. Anyway, he's gone down the salt and pepper of skin route. So um, she does a little rhyme and she says, skin, skin, you know me, skin, skin, this is me. Um, but with all that salt and pepper on, she couldn't get into her skin. Ugh. So she just rolls up in bed, basically. She crawls up in bed behind her and wraps herself up tight. But uh, he's feeling something warm and rubbery in the bed next to him. Mm, rubbery. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then he, then, he, then, he, uh, then he didn't need to pretend not to sleep, presumably because he was so terrified. Then when the morning broke, he got up and said to his wife, time to get up, time for breakfast. And she said, well, I'm not getting up, I'm sick. Lay wrapped up tight in the sheet, not showing an inch of herself. So he said, well, I'm going to go and get the doctor. And she said, no, the doctor costs too much money. Yeah. So I'll go out and hold a garden then, yeah? Fair enough. <laughs> Went outside. I mean, this is not really... So, so he's dealing with this really weird. No, this is, this is an interesting story. So he's trying to, like, trying to catch her in a trap. It's like, well, you've already got a skin. Do you know what I mean? Like, the, the game's up at this point. Well, <laughs> well not, not, not necessarily, because... Um, so so he's, he's gone out to hit under the window. Then she's come back down and tried to get his skin again, but that was enough for him. He went and fetched a conjure man. A conjure man? Yep. And the, he told the conjure man his story, and the conjure man told him to go home, get a big barrel of pitch boiling, and he'd be back in a minute. <laughs> I don't think this is going to end well for the blue hag, Chris. Doesn't sound honest. like it, does it? So the man went home and built a fire in the garden and started a big old barrel of pitch boiling on it. Yeah, why, well, darling? What are you doing in the boiling <laughs> <are you> <laughs> a cauldron full of pitch? None of your, none of your business. No, I've got, no I've got, you don't need to worry about it unless, unless you want to come down or call a doctor. Yeah, yeah. No, I've, got to do, uh, I've got to do some. I'm, I'm tarmacking the drive. So conjure man comes round. And they went inside, went upstairs where the woman was back in bed, all wrapped up tight in the sheet again. And the wow. conjure man said, what ails you, woman? She said, there's nothing wrong. But he was having none of that. Ripped the sheet right off of there, and then she was raw and bloody. Man, you done married a hag, said the conjure man. <laughs> man, you done married a hag. And they grabbed her and carried her out into the garden where they threw her into that big barrel of boiling pitch and burnt that hag alive. Well, what else could they do? So there's a story for you. That's a nice story, Neil. That's, yeah, it's, it's a story. This is, sadly, that's how these days, because of secularism, that's how 40% of marriages end. Shame, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you know. So that's you know, that's another that's another route you can take with a boot hang, apparently. You, you conjure man, sort yourself out. So that I think that pretty much concludes our, uh, our visit to the boot hags. Okie dokie. Um do you just just quick question, do you know any conjure men? I don't know. No. No. Okay. I mean, I'm going to advise Chris. You start um, painting your ceilings in hate, hate blue. Can't, mate. Seems it's like rent, rented, rented flat. Oh, right. Yeah. Can't, I mean, put up some hate blue posters alongside all of the... Um, David Soul ones. David Soul ones, yeah. Yeah, I'll do that. Keep out um, Poltergeist and B-Hags, hopefully. I mean, if it, I'm, I'm sort of not meant to put up posters either because it's a rented flat. Won't know, would it? Well, they will do when there's a small mark where the blue tack was. That would be 500 quid out of my deposit. <laughs> uh, so, Neil, let's go through our scoring system. Yes. Neil, spookiness. What do you reckon? Yeah, I think this one's fairly spooky, actually. Um, I mean, you kind of, you know, suck the life force out of you, yeah. and, and if you wake up, then you can sort of, like, ride around in your skin pretending to be you. That's pretty... Um, Pretty horrific, I'd say, on most scales. So, yeah, I'm going to give this one a nine for spookiness. Nine? Fucking hell. 
Yeah, I don't feel like we don't tend to um don't tend to buy into the spooky ones too much, but I think yeah. Okay. I think it's pretty spooky. Um yeah, it's kind of it links in like it weirdly links in with other stuff as well, like with the Brazilian sleep hag and uh the Kalamantori and Rugaru with the counting. I didn't know that the counting small stuff was such a big thing for uh, protecting yourself. Um, it, apparently, apparently so. Practical advice. But yeah, I mean, is it spooky or is it sexy now? That's that's where I'm coming down on this. Um, a fine line between the two. A very fine line between the two. So because of that, I'm going to give it a seven. Um, so believability. Um, so I think that the people did probably not so much now but did believe believe in this um you know it's i don't know it's a weird one because like i get that if you've slept but you don't feel like you've had a good rest like then you can reason it to that but you know where's the where are the people walking around and in other people's skins and dying and all that kind of stuff. I'm not sure. Um, do I think that the boo hag exists? No, of course. But um, I don't know. Like, it's a really difficult one to get a handle on because it's a good story, but I can't quite figure out what it was trying to explain. So I'm going to give it a six now. Yeah, I think, you know... There's no, I think this one's probably a five for me because I think it's more of a kind of like a bit of mythology, isn't it, really? So, you know, maybe, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years ago, there was a kind of like, well, like like you have beliefs in fairies and spirits and all the rest of yeah. it. They used to have, you know, when things were more rural and, um, you know, things were, there was less explanation for things, then you might well have kind of like had these things. But I don't think probably, you know, um, people stop believing in these things, but it doesn't, you know, the story is still, still um, a part of the kind of culture and things like that, yeah. Greek mythology, what, what have you. So I think it's more of that kind of way to, um, you know, and obviously because it's more of a mythological kind of thing, it's not, there's not real sort of like, you know, we spotted one in a, you know, garden in Glasgow or something. Um, so, you know, none of that kind of thing. You know? um, so no, it's, it, I don't, I don't think anyone's sort of, you know, it's kind of like gone beyond believability, if you like. So there's a, a five on that one for me. Okay. Narrative premise, Neil. Um, yeah, I think it's kind of quite interesting. And you've seen that from that other story. They could, I mean, it, it's interesting that they call them kind of vampires because it's, um, you know, the whole like wearing people's skin and stuff is kind of that's a, not one for the vampire play, but I get the idea that they kind of drain your life force, if you like. Yeah. But might not leave you dead. So I guess it's that kind of thing, isn't it? And it's, I, I suppose there would have been lots of things, um, way back when that, you know, if you had some sort of debilitating illness or something like that, there'd be, you know, horror of all sorts of things that might kind of like um, drain your energy or your essence or whatever, however you want to put it, um, and and various um, myths about how that can happen. So, but um, yeah, I think there's got quite a few interesting features. Um, you know, apparently they can uh, be so successfully imitating human beings they can get married for quite a long time. But uh, yeah, so I, I, you know, I think I think that you know they, you could do you could do it that story that that we went through. It could be quite interesting to see how. I want to see the prequel there, Chris. How do they meet? Mm. You know, what Make was that wedding like? Um, shotgun wedding in Vegas. Yeah, at the Elvis Chapel. Nice. There you go. So anyway, yeah, we'll give it, it writes a, itself. 
So I'm going to, yeah, um, I'll give this one a six, I think, for narrative. I think there's quite a lot to it. Yeah, so, yeah, it's, it's again, it, it touches on a lot of other stuff, but it's kind of grown up individually on its own in a fairly, what was a fairly cut-off community. Um, it sounds like maybe sort of some of the origin of it is from kind of uh, Africa and that kind of stuff, so it's probably quite an old one. Um yeah, it's all right. Um, I find it difficult to piece it all together. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, it's good. It's it's it's, it's pretty original. So I'm going to yeah. go with a six, a six as well, Neil. Um, so reach. So I don't think it's got massive reach, but I think it's quite old. Um, you know, I think the origins of it probably have have come over from Africa and been kind of mixed in mm. you know with with probably sort of European and maybe um first nations or native beliefs um but it sounds like it's kind of the Carolinas really um so because of that well but then it's old so I'm going to give it a five for regional how about you Oh yeah, um, yeah. Again, I hadn't heard of it. If Bohag, it sounds like one of those things you feel like you have heard it before. And I don't think I have come across them, um, but it's quite you know, quite an interesting one. Quite nice. and I, I think it's one that will will um, stick around. So I think I'll go slightly higher. I think I'll give it a six. So I don't okay. think it's necessarily massively well known, but I think because it's probably quite an old one and probably you know feels like one of those things that's um, embedded in the culture now and probably will always be around. So. That's the reason I'll go slightly higher there. Okay, that gives a nice solid total of half a century, 50 for the Boo Hag. So not bad at all. Stuff. So, um, yeah, if you do enjoy the podcast, you know, drop us a, a review or star rating. Uh, that'd be nice. Um, and if you yourself are a Boo Hag and are looking for some action, then I'm very interested so uh please email us at herb.legends.pod at gmail.com um or for anything else as well you know um it doesn't have to be that um but that's about it so um hopefully we've done lance reddick proud this week i don't think we have so we will say we we non-dedicate this to his memory um but yeah, that's it for this week. Um, we will be back for another uh, vampire one next week. And, you know, we're going to keep banging away at that door until we get one that people like. So <laughs> until yes. that time, uh, hope you have a good week, everyone. And same time next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Wi-Fi. Shit and good. Busy good.